Hey everybody, it's Tara Bryan and you are listening to Course Building Secrets Podcast. Whether you're a coach or a CEO, the success of your team and clients is based on your ability to deliver a consistent experience and guide them on the fastest path to results. This podcast will give you practical, real-life tips that you can use today to build your online experiences that get results and create raving fans. Why? So you can monetize your expertise and serve more people without adding more time or team to your business. If you're looking to uncover your million-dollar framework, package it and use it to scale, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. have a special guest for you today. Jacqueline Riccio Stover is here today to talk about her experience with online courses. So, so excited to welcome her today. And uh, Course Building Secrets podcast, as you know, is the podcast that gives you actionable tips for creating, selling, and launching your online course, online course business. So welcome today, Jacqueline, to the podcast. So happy to have you here today. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here and to talk about this. I'm a teacher at heart. So this is, yeah, this will be great. Awesome. Very cool. So let's just start off. Just give me a sense for your journey. Um, What brings you into this space today and um, how is online courses or online programs a part of your business model? Yeah. Yeah. So I will start with I, so my background is in education and I was a kindergarten teacher and I taught second grade and third grade. And I also taught, um, English online to kids in China for a few years. And so getting people results or getting those learning outcomes and moving people along, that is really important to me. But so my journey to like getting online, I was a teacher. I left the public education world and didn't really know what I was going to do. And also during that time, I was really working on my own health. I was very unhealthy when I was a teacher and also like my stress levels were so high and I didn't know how to cope with stress. So starting a blog was just kind of like something that I did for myself. And as I was getting healthier, people were kind of contacting me, like, what are you doing? And I like started running and also kind of like experimented with a bunch of different diets and kind of fell down this somewhat disordered eating path. Um, So the blog kind of started being more about my experience with running and how running really, I mean, it became part of my life. And people know me as a runner now, which is crazy because a decade ago, I was not athletic and running was not a part of my life. And then food wise too, like I, um, it just became, people know me as a healthy eater. I talk about imperfect eating. You don't have to be way on a diet or way off a diet, but like, let's like, you know, do well (laughs) with food. Um, so when I started, so that I had the blog going and people would contact me like, Oh, you know, can you help me with these things? And I got certified, um, as a health and life coach and I started coaching people and with the health and life coaching certification, they actually gave you some like templates of how like calls could go. And so I was using those templates, but like people were not moving along and I started to dread what I was doing because I was like, like no one's getting results. Like we're Mm -hmm. getting on the phone or we're getting on a zoom and we're talking, but like you said, like actionable tips, like people are not taking action and I don't know what to do to help people take action. Um, so I started to have like more anxiety about what I was doing and also like fear, like, well, maybe this isn't for me. Like, so, so, you know, like limiting beliefs, just like, maybe this isn't the right path. Um, 
it was kind of a mess. And so I did kind of, that's when I found like online courses and I was like, maybe I need to build a course around this. I liked that because as an introvert, I was like, I don't have to do phone calls anymore. I'll just put it in a course and help people. Um, but what I found with that was if you don't have a good course, Mm-hmm. people don't take the course. And so even if like you have good information in there, if it's not presented in a way that people can take action, like take action, they're not going to get that transformation. So I really like, I had to figure out a lot with this. Um, and also it just, I think that sometimes I look back and I'm like, man, I had no idea this was going to be as hard as it is. Um, but yeah, it's been, there's been a lot of twists and turns in this journey. Mm-hmm. So cool. All right. So there's so much there I want to unpack. So <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I, I love hearing people's journey because it's so interesting kind of, you know, where you started and then what kind of led you down this path. And um, so, you know, we just talked the other day for the very first time. And so it's been, it's been great to get, to get to know you a little bit. I actually also was a teacher. Um, and I taught elementary school and yeah, I can see it in you, (laughs) not exactly my thing. And so I actually, um, that's when I went in for me, my journey went to going into corporate and teaching adults, which adults are really just kids in bigger bodies. I say that all the time. (laughs) It's really true. And, um, and so everything I do kind of has that, that, that slant to it, right. Where it's like, okay, so how do we engage? How do we entertain? How do we make sure people are getting results? But, but so I love that you are also a teacher because for, and, and honestly, I've gotten a lot of inquiries lately from people who are teachers who are like, I don't even know how to get into this world. Like, how do I switch gears and do this? So I love hearing stories of people who actually have done that. Um, and I love that your path is a little bit different than sort of just going into, you know, corporate and, and teaching in corporate. So, so you, so, you decided to, were you looking for a job? And then in the interim, you just started blogging and, and, and then it, it turned into something. Is that how that happened? It was, yeah, it's so weird. Cause I would say like, since I left teaching, I've had like 8 million different jobs, but blogging or like putting myself on the internet is the one thing that I have stuck with over, I don't know how long it's been since I left teaching, but yeah, I was, you know, when I left teaching, I actually, I worked for a tech startup here in Chicago. And then my husband, then boyfriend, we moved to Atlanta for a few years and I, um, got another job at a different tech startup. I also finished a maternity leave position at a school. So I like, I, there was a lot of, it wasn't like I left teaching and I was like, this is what I'm going to go do. I'm going to go teach adults. I was like, I don't know. I don't know what I have to do with my life. Like I had to figure out so many things. I actually was a nanny for a while for a couple of different families. So it was not like a clean, like leave from teaching there. And then I said, I shared too, like I taught online, I taught English online. So there was like a lot of like going back a step forward, two steps back, dancing around, trying different things. Um, yeah, but that, yeah, that's just my path. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's super cool. So then you decided you're, you're doing the blog and, and you're getting some traction with that. You're just sort of sharing your journey and what works for you and your tips. And, um, and I think that the other thing that's super interesting about that is a lot of times people, you know, they'll have an expertise or they'll have a passion or a hobby or something, whatever it is, that they have, but there's a huge difference between like having it and monetizing it. Right. So how did you, how did you go and and take that leap? Like you said, you went and got health, a health coaching certification. Um, but, but why didn't you get a help or, or get a certification on something else? Like, what was it about what you were doing that, that sort of changed 
from a hobby to something that you wanted to help other people with? Yeah. Um, it's a good question. So I think I was at the time I was like, should I go back to school? <laughs> should I, so I have my master's degree in education as well. And I think at that time too, I had just finished paying off my student loans and I was like, mm. I don't want to take on more debt. Like I just don't. And also because I was not super 110% sure of what I was doing. So I did get a health and life coaching certification, but it was the investment wasn't as much as getting another master's or a doctorate. And also the time commitment. It was about a year that I spent working on this. Um, but that also, I think making that investment in that did, you know, it was, a decent amount of money, but it was like, okay, cool. Like you're actually going to spend time on this and try to make money about uh, with this and be serious about this. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Did I answer the question? No. Yeah. I think, I think it's just, you know, like, so, so, but what was that moment that you decided that I'm going to take hmm. this thing that I'm doing my hobby or this experience that you've created and turned it into a blog? Like, what was that moment that you decided that you wanted to actually monetize that piece of your expertise, right? Because you could have gone and, you know, made money in a, in a, a ton of different ways. And so I love that you're focused on, you know, self-care and running and, and this, this niche, but like, how did, how did you decide that that was something you wanted to monetize? Yeah. Um, there's a, there's this thing that I keep coming back to also is that, there's no one really doing exactly what I'm doing. You will see a lot of health and fitness out there that I think can turn people into really disordered eaters and not having a really great relationship with their body. And it kind of like implodes and it's not great. Um, and so the approach that I have to food and to exercise, I don't really see anyone else doing out there. So I did, I do still feel this calling or this need anytime that I feel like, oh my gosh, things are not going well. Like seriously, I will get an email from someone that's mm -hmm. like, I have tears in my eyes. I just listened to this podcast that you did with, you know, so-and-so three years ago. Thank you so much. And it's, so it's like, my gosh, like there's a need for this. There's a need for this. And no one else is filling this need. You need to continue on with this. And if you're going to continue on with this, you need to be making money with this, right? Mm -hmm. If you're making $0, then you're not going to be able to continue on with this. Um, also, like sometimes I look out there and I'm like, I like this is something that I'm good at. And I don't know that there's a lot out there that I am good at. When I think about working with adults and kids, like I do agree that adults, I say that all the time, like they're just little five-year-olds inside and they have the same things. Um, but I really enjoy working with adults. And I never thought I would. Actually, when I was a teacher, I, parent teacher night was the worst thing in the world. Cause I was so nervous to talk with parents and have to put a presentation on in front of parents. But now like working with adults, I love it. I love the conversations that we're having in any time. Yeah. When I'm like, Oh, maybe I should get a job. Maybe, maybe I I'm like, no, like I really enjoy this. I'm passionate about this. This is mm -hmm. something I'm good at and something that's needed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I love that. And I love the fact that you're able to take something that you're passionate about that, you, that, is more along the lines of something that most people think is just something that they do outside of work and monetize that and make that into your thing and really help people live a more fulfilled life um, is, is awesome. And I, and I love it from a course perspective too, because there is a framework for it, right? You do take somebody through, um, you know, a, a sort of a method to get from point A to point B 
And, and, and it doesn't have to be, you know, a business skill. It doesn't have to be something that's like that tangible, super hard, you know, you, you, you know, you hit this button and this happens, right? Like it can be something that, um, that it's a little bit different. So, so I love that. So what do you think your biggest obstacle was in creating kind of going from, you know, maybe one-on-one coaching or group coaching to creating an online course? Like what was the biggest obstacle you had when you were working through that? So it was really important to me that if I sell something that I actually believe in it and I will believe in it, but it's getting people results. And when I would look at, so I created some online courses. I was like, man, people watch like two videos and then they stop and like, right. Like you can see their progression. And so it's like, what, what else can I do to ensure that people are doing this? Yes. People who purchase this are, you know, they're adults and you cannot force someone to do something. Can't learn someone. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. You can't, but like, I, if someone makes an investment, like I want them, I want them to be able to get, you know, the best possible results. So I learned that just putting a bunch of videos onto, you know, a platform and saying, okay, here, you bought this, go watch it. And it doesn't really work like that because the other thing too, right? Like adults are just little kids. They don't want to do their homework. They don't want to show up. They don't want to have to go to class. Like I feel that way about some things too, right? Um, so those were, yeah, those were definitely obstacles. And I found that, uh, you know what? I started looking at the courses that I had taken. What do I like about those courses that actually helps me complete those courses? And let me look at what are the courses that I've taken that I stopped taking them? Cause I was like, this is, this is boring. You know, like what was it about those courses? So doing that really helped me. Let me make this the best that I can so that people show up like attendance. I talk about that in, or, um, you know, in just that, like public school education world, <laughs> if kids don't show up to school, if their attendance rate is poor, they can't even, they don't even have access to the information that's being presented at school. So like, you got to get people to even show up and then move through the information. Mm-hmm. All right. So give us an actionable like tip or piece of advice of like, what's an example of something that you did to get them to show up? Yeah. Um, so uh, a couple of things. One, the videos in my course are short. They're like less than 10 minutes. Um, I found that my attention span watching like a 45, 60 minute video, like I just didn't want to watch it. There were times that like, I personally would break up the video that I was watching so that it was short and, you know, okay, fine. I'll watch 15 minutes of this and then I'll come back to it. But so I made mine, all of them are 10 minutes or shorter. Also in the, like the first couple of videos that people watch. So when someone buys it, um, they don't get access to the whole course, like the actual content. There's like a couple of videos, just like, here's how to be a good online student. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like upfront with them, like, Hey, like the completion rate of online courses is like less than 3% or something yep. ridiculous like that. Yep. Even for courses where people spend like, Oh, you know, over $10,000 for something it's, it's very low. So I'm upfront with them. I want you to get the most out of your investment. I think I have a video that's like, <laughs> don't make this a waste of your time and money. Um, and I tell them that, and I'm like, here's how to be a good online student set a time that you're actually going to watch these videos. I suggest because I do health and life coaching and I'm setting people up for success for their day. 
I suggest them try to do, make this a part of your morning routine that you're just going to watch this video. Also, um, comment on the video. So that's, that's like a two for piece one that lets me know that they're engaging in it. Um, it's social proof <laughs> that people are taking the course that, right. Mm -hmm. Having those, the comments on the video, but also for them, like, I want them to, I think the, the question I had on there was like, what is something you learned or what is something you're going to do based mm -hmm. on this video? Mm -hmm. Because I have, I work with a lot of women who sometimes they know more about nutrition and they know more about limiting beliefs and they've read all of the self-help books. They know a lot about this stuff, but they don't take action based on it. So I want them to write, like, what are you going to do based on this video? Like what, like, how did this video actually help you? Or is this just more information that's going to be stored somewhere in your brain and not actually utilized? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that taking action piece is so important because you can learn something, but until you actually apply it, it's not actually going to do anything. So exactly. um, asking them to do that is, is key. So that's, that's great. Um, so in, so with that, uh, like what's, what's some feedback that you've gotten from your customers in terms of how something that you presented, maybe you were surprised, or maybe it was something that you intentionally did that helped move the needle for them, right? Like, was it a specific video? Was it a call to action? Like what was like, what's the one thing that you can think of in your course that, that moves people the most in terms of how you have it structured or what you have in it or whatever? Yeah. So one of the early videos too, I said that, that saying, um, what is it? If nothing changes, then nothing changes. Right. Mm -hmm. So I said that in one of my videos and I remember this one client, she refers back to that a lot. And she said like, um, you know, she's like in her day and you get to that moment. We talk a lot about like in the moment, like you're in the moment decisions. It's not like, Hey, let's make this big plan. And then you don't actually take action on the plan day to day. So she said that that saying helped her like in the moment, like if I don't change my actions right now, I am going to, um, be right where I was at the beginning of this coaching program, this course and coaching program. Right. And so it's, yeah, it's a really simple thing, but it just goes back to like, you have to take action based on this. You know, I read, um, oh, it was a book by Donald Miller and he was talking about his framework and he's like, in his marketing plan, he's like, we have found that the most successful people are the ones that actually implement this. Right. And okay. it's so silly, but it's, it's like, even just like, you know, imperfectly implementing something is still implementing it. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's that like taking action instead of just saying, eh, F it next time. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It, yeah. That's huge. Well, and it, what's interesting about just even talking about um, what Donald Miller said was that he, it's almost like uh, an unintentional call to action, right? Like most people, right. You're like, I'm going to be one of those people, right? Like I'm going to do it because I'm going to prove him wrong or whatever, you know, whatever the thing is, is sometimes it's just all about what, how you call it out. So yeah, very cool. Okay. So talk to me quick about the structure that you have. So are you doing coaching and have a course or is it an autopilot course? And you all, then you, the next step is for them to take coaching. How, how do you structure 
the program? Yeah. So right now in my business, it is a course that um, it's daily. So they watch like a short video and because I'm a teacher, I also have a workbook for them to take notes and do things. Um, So that, so when they buy it, like drips to them. Mm-hmm. week by week. But then we also do weekly coaching calls that are short just to make sure that you're taking action. Like I said, like I've had people in the past, like you don't like, you're not even watching this. Um, I also think too, like in particular to what I'm doing, health and life coaching, we're unraveling decades of women's relationship with food and exercise in their body. And so it is helpful to have someone who's been through that to talk about that stuff. But again, the focus is on taking action. Like I'm not a therapist. I can't go way into your childhood. That's not my expertise, but we're focusing on like, what can you do now to take action, to keep moving forward? So you're not in the same place a year from now. You're not in the same place as when you, you know, made this investment in yourself. Mm-hmm. Very cool. What's the most fulfilling part about doing this work? I mean, it's hearing that someone has gotten the results that they wanted and the results that when I work with clients, it's, it's really just like being able to trust themselves around food and being able to feel good in their head and in their body. And when I can help someone achieve that, right. And it's them. Like that's, I think that that's something else that I've learned along this journey. We kind of talked about how like, you can't force someone to learn this. Like I'm just their guide on their hero's journey. They are Mm -hmm. the hero of the story. They are the one that has to take action, but it is really fulfilling to be that guide for them. And I think too, like for me, like spiritually, like it gives my existence on this planet meaning like, okay, you know, that was a role that I was here to fulfill is like being someone else's guide. It gives meaning, um, you know, from Donald Miller, I read Victor Frankl's, um, oh, I can't think of the name of the book, but it gives meaning to my suffering. It gives meaning to all of the crap that I've gone through because it's like, well, great. Like you were able to help someone else um, through those things. Mm-hmm. I also think too, um, as a teacher, there was a, when I left the public education world, there was a lot of shame. Um, that I had invested all of this time in money in my bachelor's and master's degree. And there was a lot of shame of like, (sighs) family members are so great when they have things to say when you make a change in your life, but there was just like, what are you going to do? Like how, like, do you think that's a good decision? It brings, it's like, yeah, this was a good decision. Like I am making a positive change in the world. You know, I am still, I'm a teacher. I just was not meant to be in a classroom for Mm -hmm. 10 hours a day. That's just, you know, so it gives, um, it gives meaning to that suffering. And it's like, I think that I am like what I do, I am good at it because of my experience being a kindergarten teacher or Mm -hmm. teaching online. So it gives, you know, purpose for that as well. Yeah. That's right. Very cool. Yeah. I, um, yeah, that it's, that's a whole nother rabbit hole. We go down is like when you switch into something else that's still related to your traditional education, um, you know, all the things that, that go along with that. But I think it, it, you know, again, it's so freeing to know that, you know, you could go down one path and think that that's the path, right? And then you can, you can, you know, veer off, you're still using your skills, you're still using your talents, but you're just doing it in a different way and actually a way that serves you and your people so much more. 
and gives people those that gift of being able to to work with you in a totally different way than than you were working with your kindergartners. So um, yeah, that's awesome. And remembering that so many of the things that you that you used when you were in kindergarten, teaching kindergarten, you actually could could use while you're trying to engage and and get your learners excited about what you're doing, right? Because as we know, as educators, it's not about the information you give people. It's about the the tips and, and actionable items that you can give them so they can actually use it and implement it, right? It's not about what we learn and how it goes in our head and, you know, what we do with it later. It's how we take action and, and apply it. Um, so that's super cool. Okay, so I want to just um, dive into one additional topic. It's a little bit off the, the like online course path, but similar. So one of the biggest um, sort of beliefs or challenges that a lot of people have as they're sort of switching into doing more online courses. So, so less, you know, one-on-one work, less group, like I'm going to show up every day or, you know, every week or whatever, and run through this program and more moving it online is they're going to lose that connection to people that, that ability to help, to serve, to connect with people and to get them into action, right? Versus if I'm, if, you know, we're having a one-on-one interaction, it's going to be much more, you know, successful or whatever. So talk to me a little bit about how you, you know, did you have that challenge? And, um, and if you, if you did, how you overcame that in, in terms of you're still helping people, you're just helping them in a different way. And, and, and a little bit about that journey. Do you have any of that kind of when you transitioned from maybe the one-on-one coaching to more online? Yeah. Well, I think that my journey might be a little bit different in that I didn't have a business offline that I brought online. This has all been online, right? Like this started with a blog. So it's a little bit different. And actually right before the pandemic, I was making plans to like have things in person and then that went, you know, that went out the window. Um, But I think, I mean, like, I think one of the most amazing things about working online is you can work with anyone mm-hmm. everywhere. I will have people. It's so funny when you look at like the stats on your website and you see like where people, like what countries mm-hmm. they're in that are finding you. It is amazing. Like it is just such a cool experience. And so, I mean, I've had clients or I've had clients that live in, you know, Europe that live in, like when someone finds me, I, oh my gosh, the first time that someone contacted me that, um, actually had listened to my podcast. So the podcast is about running, but the coaching I do is, um, sometimes about food exercise as well, but someone found me who was living in Australia. And I was just like, like, you're listening to my pod. Like it just blew my mind. Or also like when I have women who maybe are like two decades older than me and find me, I'm like, this is so cool that you like think of me as a leader, that you think of me as someone who can help you. I think that I've, I've made so many more connections online than is even possible Mm -hmm. in like, you know, where I'm at. Um, I, I think that most of my, I talk to like internet friends a lot and also too, um, even just teaching online, like I used to, so I taught kids in China and I just, it was just such a cool experience. Like sometimes they'd be in their car and they'd hold up their iPad and I could see them like 
in China, just driving through and like being able to see. So, um, yeah, I think there, there definitely is that piece that maybe it's not the exact same connection that you have in person, but like all of my learning has been online. And I think especially through this pandemic, it's just opened that up. And I will say too, um, my husband and I, we went on our honeymoon to Thailand three years ago. And I was like in Thailand working. And I was like, this is so cool. Like, this yeah. is so cool that this is possible. Mm-hmm. Um, we do want to move abroad and travel more. Um, so when the time comes, like I just like working online makes so many things possible. And also I think that the people I work with are getting results that they won't get in person. The mm-hmm. additional, sorry, is a lot, but like, that's no, good. It's a lot to have to drive to a gym or drive to whatever, to do, go drive to a place, just opening up a zoom session or opening up a class. It, it removes so many barriers, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's so many courses that I've taken online that I, and I got a great experience that I, I wouldn't drive to a university and go through an enrollment process and all these things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I love that. And I, and I think it, cause, cause it is, it's a true, you know, it's a real thing that people think, well, it's going to be this loss if I move online or I'm not in, mm-hmm. you know, sitting in front of people or whatever. And, and it's not really the case because you connect to your point, you connect with not only people, you know, maybe local, but but people all over the world and you have um, such a, you know, a great experience. I always tell people, you know, you, you actually build your course for the person who's sitting in front of you, right? Like mm-hmm. pretend they're sitting in front of you and you're, and you're teaching them, getting them results, but being able to do that, you know, globally with, with, you know, lots of different people. Um, I agree is, is such an awesome experience and that you can actually do it anywhere and you don't have to be in a particular location is, is definitely absolutely the game changer. And the time zone thing too. Like I've had people who work, you know, like they're 13 hours ahead and like it being online, it opens up, like you can work with anyone anywhere Mm -hmm. and not have to be there in the moment for them. Like you're still accessible. Yeah. One of my favorite stories, um, just as a sidebar is I had, um, I had somebody come up to me at a conference once and they're like, oh my gosh, the thing that you taught me today, like changed my whole world. And I was like, did I talk to you today? Like, I haven't even seen you today. What are you talking about? He's like, oh, I mean the, the video I watched in your course today, like changed my world. And I was like, oh, but that was for me, the first moment that I was just like, oh, I'm like actually making an impact when I'm not actually live with somebody is that what I, what I have created actually creates that impact. And, and for, that was the moment for me that I knew that there was something about being able to have, have something recorded or have an experience that was created that somebody could benefit from even when I'm not there, right? Like I could be sleeping, I could be doing whatever else. But, but when he said that, I was like, Oh, oh yeah. Right. Like it's not just about me recording my thing and putting it out there. It's about the fact that somebody can actually benefit from it and take action from what I've just said. And I'm not even, I'm not yeah. even there. Yeah. You, you get to help so many more people. And then also like your actions from three years ago, like I shared, I was on this podcast. I want to say it was like three, three and a half years ago. And I still have people who come over from that podcast and like sign up to work with me right away. And it's, it's such a weird feeling when 
they tell me that that's where they came from. Cause I'm like, we recorded this podcast on anchor, like, um, the podcasting thing. And, you know, it was just a phone call. And I want to say that it cut out at the beginning, but it's like, people were able to hear my story three and a half years ago and come to me. And it's just really cool. Cause sometimes you do feel like putting stuff out on the internet. Why am I doing this? Oh, look, you know, this Instagram post had 12 likes. Wonderful. But to hear that your work is still meaningful to someone, it, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. So, um, so two main, more main questions. The first one is, um, if you have like, what's your best advice for someone who's, who's creating, selling or launching their online course business? Like what's your biggest piece of advice for them if they're getting started or maybe they're, they're in it and they're trying to figure out how to make it better. Mm -hmm. Um, let's see, I guess. Okay. Two things. (laughs) One, if you're in it and trying to make it better, I think it's a really good idea to actually take your course and see what it's Mm -hmm. like. And you're like, oh, wow. Like this is like a 90 minute video and I'm bored watching this. Then maybe there's a course that I took that had so much information. I was like, why is all of this here? Like, have they looked at this in a while? Cause it's like, it wasn't helping me take action. It was like, right. So that's one thing. The other thing too, though, like if you're just starting, um, there's a tool that I give clients and that is, um, to, um, think about the big picture. Like what is that big picture? And like, write that down. I'm big on writing, like get stuff out of your head and get onto paper. I think we talked about this (laughs) use paper, (laughs) write stuff on paper, but like write down, what is the big thing? Like, why are you doing this? Who are you trying to help? And then write like the small action steps, right? They they need to be really small action steps. You might even need to break those down into small action steps. Um, And then if you are so, you know, you feel like this work is really tedious and you're doing a bunch of action steps and you're getting lost, you need to connect to what is the big picture? What is that? So it kind of like, it can feel really overwhelming to do this stuff. And I think too, like it can feel really isolating. So if you just keep connecting back to like, who are you trying to help? And what is that journey that they're on? You're being their, you know, their guide. I think that that's really helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a lot. Like (laughs) I never, it is a lot to do all of this. I'm really glad that I did it. I had no idea what I was getting myself into when I started. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it is. And and that's the thing is breaking it down into small pieces. You know, that's just how, how you teach it too. Right. Like you, you remember what's the big picture. How do you break it down into the small steps or small pieces, and then just focus on how to take action within those pieces versus like all the things like you, so, so do it for yourself, get, get it all out of your head, get it organized. But then also remember when you're teaching it, that it's the same thing. Like your people are going through that same journey of trying to learn something and they don't need all of the things, right? They don't need mm-hmm. all the information that, mm-hmm. that like you want to give them. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so that's awesome advice is to, to remember, always remember why you're doing it and then break it down into the smaller. Pieces. Yeah. Can I add something on it? Um, yeah. I was listening to, I think it was, a, I think it was planet money. It was a podcast and they were talking about, um, talk about the economy and different things. They were talking about people being information averse. And I was like, that's me. I'm an information, just give me 
the next bit of information, because if you give me too much information, I get overwhelmed and I shut down. But like, if I just, the next piece, just the next piece. Um, and there might be a lot of details that you don't actually have to share with me. Um, Mm -hmm. I just need the next piece. Well, and I think to your point too, is that, is that they're the hero you're the guide. Mm. And when you think about what they need, it's different than what you want to tell them. Oh, <laughs> right? Like, yes. like I want to talk about all the things I'm excited and passionate about, but that person just needs that thing to move forward. And as a guide, that's your job. Yeah. You, to filter and, through. Yeah. Is to filter through all of this stuff and you know, like, go find somebody who wants to geek out with you on the topic. Who's already at the same level that you are, but like, don't do yeah. that to your people. That goes back to like that. like your customer, your customer is a kindergartner. Your mm-hmm. customer is not a college student. They're right. a kindergartner when it comes to whatever they're learning from you. Right. And then they're going to go to first grade and second grade, but like they're a kindergartner when they come to you. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's funny. Um, it, cause my next question is, is, um, as a busy mom business owner, I always am looking for tips and tricks for how to maximize my energy, my time, my routines, my habits, all those different things. And so I know you're going to talk to me a little bit about, um, self-care and running, but before you do that, um, I, my example for that, cause I love that you just use the kindergarten example, mm-hmm. but mine is like, you don't, like decide to run a marathon and then go out and run 26 miles, right? Mm. Like you start by just going for a walk or, you know, maybe running down the block or running, you know, around the block or whatever. Like you can't get somebody to go from being on their couch to running a marathon all in, you know, a very short period of time. You have to, you know, you, that's why you train for it. That's why you take steps and you, you, you know, you build on your base, um, so that's the analogy that I usually use is like, you know, because mo- most of the time people are like, what? I would never run 26 miles. Sure you would. If you every day were taking actions to do that, 26.2 miles is not out of the realm of reality if you're taking action to get there over time, right? So anyway, all right. So that was my sidebar because you used that analogy. I'm giving another one, but but same thing, right? Take the baby steps, give them the baby steps that they need to move forward to get to their ultimate goal, um, which whatever that is that you have in your course. Okay. So routines, habits, other things that you can give our listeners that help just like, how do you maximize performance? How do you maximize like your ability to do things um, when you've got a million other things going on? Yeah. Um, this is always a work in progress. So let me not like say that I'm perfect at this, but, um, for me, I think that it's really important. So I start my morning with, okay, like some self-care stuff, but it's important because it is really easy to leave your job being a teacher or leave your job being a nurse or working in the corporate world and recreate that same crappy life while working on your own, which is something I've fallen down so many times Mm -hmm. is thinking, oh, well, because I work for myself and because grind culture, I should be working 80 hours a week and I should hate this entire journey. And then it's like, just go get a job instead. If you're just, if you're going to hate everything, it's easier to get a job, right? (laughs) Like it's easier to just clock in and clock out than it is sometimes to do what we do. Yeah. But, um, excuse me. 
Um, but yeah, like, so some self-care stuff and then we'll talk about like business stuff, but like I, we start every morning, my husband and I, we take our dog for a walk around the block. And it's really important that we do this. Um, so that one, we're, you know, taking care of her and I'm being a good dog mom, but two, like for us that we're taking time, um, to be with each other and then we're outside in nature and we're away from technology. And, um, I think this became even more important during the pandemic. Like we're not watching CNN for 24 hours a day. At least we'll get 10 minutes away from what's happening in the world. Um, so I think that that is really important. And that's something that I, you know, I tell my clients to do like, go take a walk. Like, I know, I know you think you need to tend your care, your kids, but can you ask your husband to watch the kids while you go take a walk in the morning? It's just so important. It's good for your physical health, your mental health, everyone, everyone should start their day with that. Um, and then I also start with reading a book. I'll read for either 10 minutes or 10 pages. It kind of depends on the density of the book. If it's a really dense science book that I'm reading. I'm reading for 10 minutes. If it's more fun and it's easy to digest, I'll read 10 pages, but just having that, and I do that every day and I write and I journal like my intentions for the day, affirmations, all the self-help stuff that everyone says. But my goal again is to make it quick. So it's not that it's something that I dread and it's taking up a lot of time. I also think too, what's been really helpful for me is um, being intentional about this is what I'm doing during my work hours when I'm working on my business, not in the business, right? Like in, is that right? In the business is like, if you're help, like working with people on building it. Um, being intentional, like I'm doing that. I'm not checking social media right now. I'm not checking my email right now. I'm not scrolling on my phone, go put the phone away. So it's not a trigger to like turn to it and noticing, like, if I am wanting to get up to turn to my phone, maybe I just need to go take a walk. That's actually probably going to help me clear my brain more than numbing myself. And also feeling like I'm not far enough ahead by comparing myself to people on social media. Right, right, yeah. And then, um, but yeah, I'm really, really big. My mind is really scatterbrained. I go all over the place. So I have to, I write everything down on paper. I know people are big on technology, but like anytime I can use my pen to paper, um, it just helps me in being able to cross things off and get like, is it dopamine? I don't know what you get when you accomplish a task. Yeah. So that's really important to me. Um, and I think too, actually I got it from Donald Miller, but at the end of the work day, even just crossing things off, but writing down what I got done and how that moved me forward. And is there anything I need, like what, like what's on for tomorrow, the last thing it's maybe not, it's kind of, I don't know if it's about maximizing, but it's just about like the self-care piece of like, um, closing the computer and closing the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, I read this thing one time where they're like, you know, back in the nineties or early two thousands, you logged off of a computer, you logged off of AOL, right. Mm-hmm. And you were done, mm-hmm. but now we're, you're always on. And so closing everything down and my husband and I, we, um, we go to a gym in the day and that really helps me. Like if I have tightness in my chest, um, it helps relieve that. But like, that's been something I think, especially while working from home during the pandemic, it's really easy to be connected constantly. Um, but again, going back to, I don't want to be connected constantly because it just overwhelms me. And I feel again, I'm like, I, like I need, I need to close my 
brain on these things. And I need to like participate in the marriage that I'm in or live in the city that I'm in. Um, it's important that if I'm building something and I'm, you know, I don't know what's going to come like in the next few years, I do have like different visions of like where I could go with things, but I want to make sure that whatever it is I'm building is something that, you know, I believe in, but also I enjoy, like, I really, I want to enjoy the life that I'm living. Um, and again, not make it the crappy life that I had a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It's funny. What, uh, something that came up for me when you were talking is, um, is the sense of, you know, when we were working offline or, you know, had, you know, face-to-face groups or whatever, like there was a time that those, that was over, yeah. right? Like you would say, well, I I'm doing this workshop or I'm in class or I'm in, you know, at my job until this time. And then you physically would get up and go, you know, or they would leave or whatever. And in the online space, we don't really have that. So it's so true what you're saying that like, you have to log out. Um, and it's funny when you said the AWOL thing, I'm like, I can hear the, the beep, <laughs> right? But, um, but how important that is to our work is, is doing that. And, and that's so fascinating because I don't think that I've even thought about that in, in the sense of how do I log out of working with my clients for the day? How do I separate myself? So even if they're sending me a, a text or they're sending me a Voxer or whatever they're doing, I'm not, I, I'm not even present to that outside of the time that are, you know, that are my working hours, which is another part of the problem is we don't really have working hours when we're yeah. doing it online, but, um, but that's so fascinating to think about how do we log off? What does that look like? Whether it's putting the phone down or, you know, literally logging out of our computer, um, and, and setting those boundaries in terms of when we're working and when we're not working. Yeah. Yeah. Boundaries. That's been a big conversation lately with people is like, learning to set boundaries. And you only learn that you need to set a boundary once you feel like your boundary has been crossed. Right. And right. yeah. So, then you're like, like, wait this. a minute, this doesn't feel good. And yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. All right, cool. All right. So um, what's one book resource or tool that you would recommend to our listeners? I know you talked about story brand from Donald Miller, any, any other books or tools or resources that you love as helping you through this experience? Yeah, I am really big on Donald Miller. And I will say his book, Business Made Simple, I really liked it. It goes through 60 days. um, And that's kind of like what inspired me in the course that I made. So it's 60 days and there's 60 videos that go with it. Um, The structure of that really helps me. I don't know that there was always something, an actionable tip that you could complete during that day. So it was something that I had to change. But seeing that and being a student of that course, Mm -hmm. um, I think it like, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very cool. All right. Awesome. And where can our listeners find you online when they are looking for your solution? Yeah. So a couple places. One, the podcast is called Actually You Are a Real Runner and Tara will be a guest on it in September. So Yay. check for that episode. Yeah. We talk about running, which is really cool. Um, so that's the podcast. And then the website is systemsforselfcare.com. Um, there's blogs on there. There's a free course on moderation with food called Moderation Made Easy. Um, and then my Instagram is Jacqueline.Rickio.Stover. Awesome. Very cool. All right. Well, there you go. There you have it. You got all sorts of great tips and advice today from Jacqueline. So thank you for being on our show. We appreciate it. 
Go and look in the show notes for all of her details so you can get a hold of her. And um, until next time, have a great day. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. The best thing you can do is to take action on an idea or tip that resonated with you. To help you take action, I have a free gift for you that you can download in the show notes. During each episode, we publish an action plan worksheet and other helpful takeaways from our speakers in the course Building Secrets Creators Lab. To register for free, click on the link in the show notes. Enjoy. Hey, everybody wanted to come on at the end of this episode and let you know about an event that's coming up in August of 2023. So we are super excited to announce the second annual Gamify My Course Camp five day challenge that's coming up. It is totally free. And listen, what it's going to do is help you think about how do you add participation? How do you add more engagement and opportunities for your people to actually get results in your online programs? And each day we're going to jump on live with actionable tips for you to be able to do that. So I would love to invite you to sign up for the Gamify My Course Camp, which is going to be August 7th through the 11th with a special bonus session on the 14th. So come and join us. Can't wait to see you at camp this year because listen, your kids get to go to camp, other people get to go to camp, so I think over the summer we should all go to camp as well. All right, so we're going to do fun activities like tug of war and um, archery practice and different things like that. So go check out our page at uh, bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 20. 23 underscore gamify. That is how you can get a hold of us in the show notes. There should be a QR code and this link for you to jump on and register. It's totally free and would love to see you on August 7th. All right, there you go. Have a great day.